Hello everybody and welcome to Glowing Weak Point where we talk about video games and other stuff. I'm your host, Wombat, and you know what? For the first time ever, because I'm tired of only going by uh, the name of an animal, I'm going to tell people my real name. John. John, this is this is a name reveal. Wow. This is this is a a truly miraculous day. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know what? I'll still go by Wombat, but people can go back to this episode and know what my actual name is so they can refer to me as a person. Okay. <laughs> it's James. Oh, Wow, you're you're gonna go with yet another fake name. Cool. That's my middle name. It's what I go by. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. It is. All right, Ronaldo, <laughs> James. What you know what? Garbage. You're gonna throw at us. You know what? That pause was me thinking about just giving out another fake name and just, just extending the bullshit. Uh huh. And then you chose to do that. I. I <laughs> Not surprised at all. Not even a little bit. Talk shit about my middle name all you want. John without an H. What even is that? That's like a discount John. <laughs> discount John. That's like that's like I, going I, and buying the value whatever from Walmart. You know, the value without an E at the end. Because it's such a value oh, yeah. you save on the E. See, I don't need the crutch that is an H to tell people what my real name is. So, uh, <laughs> it's it, it stands on its own. The H is a crutch? Uh-huh. I think it's, it's more of a lesser chair. Men. It's it's correct. Yeah, it's a chair. It's for it's for lesser men who who need that. Yeah. Uh hey, Wombat, what's your gl- uh glowing weak point or James, I guess? No, you can still say Fake Wombat's name. Yeah. Um, no, uh, my glowing weak point, um, I'm gonna go with, I finally took all the information that I've gathered from you, um, because I asked you for, uh, links, which you never gave me, but I found them anyway, to your, your, uh, social medias, and I asked you for all of the, uh, game facts in order, like, that we've done for each episode. And so this morning I, I finished um, the link thing and I went through and I copied and pasted that and added the uh, game facts to the description of every episode. All right. So there's now like a standardized uh, link description and every episode now tells you what uh, game facts were talked about. Some of them already did in the description, like it was mentioned in the little like blurb I, I did. But still, like, now there's just a little thing that says Game Facts, and then, like, Turok, or whatever. I I remember you asking me for the, um, the, the Game Facts info, but I didn't remember you asking about the social links, and apparently that was, like, half a month ago. Yep, it was. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Cool! I found them. It's okay. What was you, what's your glowing weak point, John? My meat week was pretty good, and then the last few days have been miserable. Okay. Um. Yeah. That pretty pretty bad. Um, um, tell me about the good stuff. 
I want to hear about that. Uh, I finished watching some really fun movies and and uh, just had a had a break from from having to deal with bullshit. And yeah, it was it's pretty good. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, and then uh, I guess tell me about the bad shit. Well, so some stuff is is less bad and more just frustrating. Right. Um. So it like started Thursday. Uh. So so Thursday, um. Uh, was taking taking my dog Hector to the vet to get more shots and stuff, and. Uh, my vet has been very frustrating to me recently. There can be. Yeah, that we're not we're not impressed with them right now. Um, what, so what did they do this? This. Well, they told us to torture our animal, so that's what? that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So Hector pees a lot uh-huh and you have to understand he's a puppy right puppies pee a lot it's it's just it's unavoidable they but do. we've had puppies we've had puppies before and hector pees a lot <laughs> like a lot a lot it will we will take him outside he will do what i would consider a normal pee for a dog and then within five minutes ask to go out again and we will take him out, and he will do another normal pee for a dog, and he will do that like eight times within an hour. Okay. And and he doesn't like over drink or anything, so I don't know where it's all coming from. Uh, like I keep track of of his intake. Um, but I, I was like, is there is there an issue with his bladder or something? I I don't I don't know what's going on. And the vet was like, oh, well, you know, there's a couple, like, really rare things it could be, but my suggestion would just be, uh, only give him water, like, twice a day. What? And I was like, did I hear you correctly? What? And they're like, yeah, 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 just, like, give him water at the, you know, in the morning when he, he eats his, his breakfast, and, and then at night when he eats dinner or something. Maybe, maybe once again in the middle of the day, and just the rest of the time, withhold water from your animal. What the fuck? And, like, like this is, this is a really well-known vet that, like, they have, they're across the entire United States, they're, they're a big name person, not, not like Banfield or anything like that at, at, at PetSmart, like an actual vet, although, you know, I hear Banfield's pretty reputable. Uh, I hear Hector talking shit about the vet, too. Yeah, well, my <laughs> wife just left, so he's upset that he doesn't get to go with her swimming. Um, Hector! <laughs> Stupid mute button didn't work. That was that was the best part, is that I pressed the mute button, said that, and uh, it didn't mute. Yeah, so you, so you just screamed Hector. That's all staying in, by the yes. way. Yes. <laughs> oh, good. That's that's fine because of how stupid that is. Because immediately after that, I pressed to unmute it, and then successfully muted it. And I had to press like four times to actually unmute it. So this is stupid. This is stupid. Um, but so that's that was frustrating because like I was like, well, it's the vet said it, so it, like. 
I guess I'll give it a try and did it for like half a day and was like, no, this is, this is horrible. This is actual torture. You can't withhold water from an animal. Right. Um, uh, so yeah. And then I, I was like, just like, I know that this was bad because this was such a bad idea. Like it, it was bad without me having to think about it. And I looked it up, and I was like, should you ever withhold water from your dog? And everything said no. Right. Like, <laughs> the American Kennel Club says, hell no, no way, hell no. Um, oh, gosh. <laughs> All right. So, uh, John just uh, John just brought his dog into the room with him to hopefully uh, calm the dog down. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for describing. Um, I did. I so, didn't even see it. Like, uh, it, it's not like you have a camera. I just assumed that was what was happening in that <laughs> little time. I'm like, he just went and grabbed Hector. Yep. <laughs> um. So, back to what I was saying. So, yeah, very frustrated with them, just in general. Uh, this time, um. It's just less, less, it's not really their fault. Um, before they have all of their, their vaccines for all the, the, their, their multi-vaccine mm-hmm. spread, uh, they're not supposed to go out in public, really. Like, yeah. you shouldn't let them on the floor at the vet or take them to PetSmart or, or stuff like that. Out to the dog park. Um, yeah. Um... So, you know, we've we've been trying to get all the shots done as fast as possible, but you have to wait between each one. So, um, do you? Uh, yeah, you do. It, there's there's like four shots that there are four rounds of it that they have to do, and it's like three weeks in between each one. So is that just like the fr- um no? Because I feel like when I got uh Yuna's shots done, like they were all just done like all at once. And then there was, like, a booster later, but, like, the first, like, four shots all happened on the same day. Yeah, well, I mean, nowadays it's it's a, a single shot that has four yeah. vaccines in it. Um, You're talking about but, the PPV one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, that, before all the boosters are done, you aren't supposed to let them anywhere. Because um, it, it's not, like, they're not fully vaccinated until all the boosters are done so they're not fully protected um so uh it's it's been a while we've had him for like eight weeks now like two months and we haven't been able to do anything fun like take him on walks and stuff which it's really hard when you have a puppy who has tons of energy and you can't take them on walks to get rid of the energy. It's just walking around the backyard, like, here you go. Yeah. This is what you got. Eh. <laughs> eh. Um, so, uh, this week went in on Thursday and was like, how many more does he have? And they, they looked at it and they were looking at the shots that he got that, you know, on Thursday. It was like, well, there's no more after this. So I was like, yes, I get to take him on walks, like, tomorrow. Like, awesome. And uh, then they came in, and they gave him leptospirosis shots and rabies shot. 
which awesome he needs his rabies shot he you know lepto's nice to have yeah uh but it, it was not the booster <laughs> what so so they were right in that there were no more of these shots there were no boosters for these shots those were one and done oh my god but they 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 either misunderstood or they were looking at the wrong thing but yeah i have to i have to go in again this thursday and get the the last round of boosters so finally fingers crossed yeah so that's what i'm looking forward to for next week okay i'm gonna add another one in here real quick um i finished reading our our book for next month it's so early but i I just it was so good i'll probably read it again it was good (laughs) i i i'll probably read both of them again just to you know get into the groove just to enjoy that world again yeah yeah it's good shit and that was a taste of the awfulness because there was more and I don't want to go into all of it because it was bad. Yeah. And this is supposed to be um, the glowing weak point, John. You you're you're bumming yeah. us out. You can bum us out at the end of the episode. But right now, tell me about <laughs> what you played this week. Actually, I was going to ask, uh, are you watching anything? Oh god, you're going to make me talk about this right at the start. Yeah, what what you watching? Okay. Uh, um so this is going to be spoilers for a movie that just came out. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So um, my girlfriend likes horror movies, like like a lot. She, she loves horror movies. And I'm not a big horror movie person, so I was going to sit this one out. But I decided, eh, I'll just kind of hang out and see, like, like what's going on, right? Um, so this mm-hmm. is... The, we watched Malignant, um, and this is the new James okay. Wan horror movie. Okay. Uh, James Wan, who did, like, uh, The Conjuring and Insidious and Saw. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's not good. <laughs> is is this part of the CCU? What What's the CCU? The, 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 the Conjuring Cinematic Universe? I don't think so. But to be fair, okay. I don't know anything about The Conjuring. Again, I don't watch horror movies. Yeah, me either. Um, in fact, I don't think I've like, seen any other James Wan movies. Because he also did Aquaman, and I haven't seen Aquaman. <laughs> <laughs> me either. I but I I have not been watching any of the DC movies. Actually, I don't think I've seen a single one of the new DC movies. Oh, you should really see The Suicide Squad. That one's that one's good. Uh, Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've I've heard good things about the Suicide Squad. Yeah. Like uh, James Gunn does really really good. But um yeah, Uh, spoilers for for Malignant from this point on. Um, Malignant is a shitty horror movie about a woman who is uh being tormented by. What seems to be like some kind of a ghost or or person or something that is uh, killing people related to her in some way. Um, but, like I, I missed the first ten minutes of this movie because I was out buying something, um, but I, I got back just in time for like the inciting incident, which is like 
she gets into a fight with her husband and he like pushes her up against a wall so hard it like cracks her skull into the wall um and, and then like so, some kind of a ghost is uh haunting him downstairs and it it murders him by breaking his neck in like a grotesque way um Okay. So this woman has eight years of her life that she doesn't remember. Like, she doesn't remember anything before she was eight years old. Um, and, and now this thing is haunting her. Um, wow, am I also this lady? No, I, I, I remember a few things. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, not knowing a whole lot before eight is not that shocking, yeah, but they draw explicit attention to it. And, and she was, like, yeah. adopted at eight. So, and, and that plays into it. Um, okay. So, this this being's name is Gabriel. And it, like, controls electricity and can talk through the radio. And um, it has super strength and super agility and it starts also killing doctors who apparently like had something to do with the uh like this woman her name's Madison with Madison's childhood he starts killing all these doctors um okay and she can see it every time it's happening like she has some sort of a connection to the ghost or or the being or whatever and, and like like she can see, like when she's in bed or whatever she can see what's happening um that that Gabriel is doing okay so what's happening is that Gabriel is her imaginary friend from when she was a child um and this is even like past uh, eight years old like uh, she was talking to gabriel as her imaginary friend he would like call her up on the phone and shit and they would talk mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay like her toy phone okay yeah um so okay gabriel's not a ghost gabriel isn't an imaginary yeah. friend Gabriel is a conjoined twin that was born on her back. Uh, oh. And when she was eight, she had an operation that these doctors did to, uh, like, like remove him as best they could. But they yeah. couldn't remove him completely. So, like, his eyes and his teeth are attached to her brain. And so they just shoved him into her skull. Um, oh. And when she was like... but he, So she has the power. Well, I guess he has the power, but he lives in her. Yes. To control electricity and stuff. Right. The electricity and shit is never explained beyond just like he's unlocked the limits of human potential. 
there's a uh, this is why I say the movie is bad because there are explicit shots where it shows like like when the husband is being murdered, right? There's there is a sh- yeah. a close-up shot of the couch and it shows like an invisible force rising up from the couch, like an indentation in the couch that is lifted up and there's nothing there. And it's like that is not explained by <laughs> this. Um, yeah. And, and like, uh, Madison is supposed to be, um, when she's seeing these murders, it's supposed to be like, she's seeing them in real time and she's just like stuck in her own head. That's why she thinks she's seeing them and not doing them. Um, because what's happening is Gabriel is taking over her body and like popping out the back of her skull and, and rearranging her bones so they work with him. Which would actually just Gross. break the bones every time, but they ignore that also. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that would just destroy the bones. Right. Um, but it, it has no effect on her. And, and like, it'll be like, she's wa- she wakes up screaming from seeing the murder, and it's like, but she's in her bed. Either, like, she's seeing it in real time, or she's seeing what happened hours ago. Like, what's... Yeah. Like it, it's one of those movies that lies to you in order to hide its twist. You know? Yeah. A- and I really am not a fan of those. No, it's kind of cheap. Yeah. But, uh, like, Gabriel ta- takes over her body at the end of the movie and is, like, just slaughtering a police department. Um, like, like she's she's being held in a jail cell, and um, this movie doesn't understand what jail cells are like. So there's like a, a woman with a mullet, like a white woman with a mullet, and there's a black disco queen, and then there's a whole bunch of randos in a jail cell, and the mullet woman and the disco queen start harassing her while she's in a jail cell, and it's like they would just ignore her like nobody gives a fuck and also yeah. why is there a why is there a disco queen i was like is this woman in the right movie <laughs> like the, she's legit in like a, a a bright yellow jumper with with like a, a poofy afro i'm like what is this awesome awesome <laughs> Um, but Gabriel takes over because they're they're harassing her and he starts murdering everyone in the jail cell. And then like a guard comes to check on them and she murders the guard through the bars. Or he murders the guard through the bars. And he gets the keys and gets out and then he's on a rampage throughout the whole fucking um, police department. Police department. Um, and, and at this point, you know that, that Gabriel is a, uh, conjoined twin sticking out the back of her, um, face. So, they <laughs> stuck a prosthetic mask on the back of Gabriel's head so that you could see her face all the time. Uh... But it looks so bad. It looks really bad. Uh... Yeah. Um, that that doesn't sound good. No, it like it's a really good fight scene. Um 
but but it's very distracting to see her just lifeless face on the back like like her face reacting in no way whatsoever just like closed eyes and a a straight like straight lipped just like all the time just nothing i'm like what is happening <laughs> yeah that's that's weird but uh yeah, I mean, like, at the end of the movie, she overcomes Gabriel th- through a, like, short little battle of the mind in order to save her sister. Um, and and that's it. Like, uh, uh, that's the end of the movie. Um, uh, I mean, I assume she's going this to jail for great. the- I assume she's going to jail for the rest of her life. Uh, or at least a mental yeah. hospital. But the the movie doesn't want to talk about that. I guess it it ends on a hopeful thing with like, oh, we're sisters, and I'm like, even though we're adopted, we have a stronger bond than I could ever have with my brother, who's a murderer on the back of my head. <laughs> <laughs> and we're really gonna dumb. go we're gonna go through life together, you know. And then the movie ends. It's really dumb. <laughs> Speaking of uh, dumb movies, uh, I just finished uh, Fast and Furious 1 through 8. Oh, you only got one left. Two, because I'm going to watch Hobbs and Shaw. Oh, I thought that was already included in there. No, no. Okay. And you know what? They're really dumb movies. Yeah. I love them. I mean, a lot of people do. They, they are genuinely really enjoyable movies. Like, I, I, we finished watching it, like, two or three days ago. Uh, I would turn around and watch them again, like, immediately. <laughs> Just make your life they watching are, and re-watching the, the Fast and Furious movies. They are real, and, and like, see, so you, you watch, every movie is different. Like, they're different, but they're all the same. Uh huh. Um, like there's there's the same overlying like instances. Like, all right, there's gonna be a car race. There's gonna be a, a you know a bunch of sexy women and men. Um, they're gonna do something for family. It'll involve crime, but it usually it's they might it's kind drive of Robin through Hood multiple like skyscrapers. Crime. No, that only happened the once. <laughs> well, th- so far. <laughs> um, but yeah, like they they always they always do some crime, but usually it's it's Robin Hood ish. Steal- like stealing it's, it's from cr- the rich. Yeah, or, or I mean, like it's it's crime, but for a good cause, right? Like in in the third movie, they steal a Tokyo Drift. Few oil. No, that's that's number two. Oh no! Mm, no Tokyo. No, Drift you're right. Is it's three. four. Movie four. <laughs> movie fours. Yeah. Um. So, movie four. Uh, they steal a bunch of oil tankers. Yeah. Um, and then they just give them to the people of uh, the Dominican Republic. Okay. Like y'all needed gas here, we stole these gas tanks and we're we're giving them to you. 
all right. <laughs> so like, <laughs> go off, Kings. I mean, I think, I think they got paid, but like, not as much as they would like <laughs> if if they like held the oil tankers hostage or something. Yeah, like. Like, sure, we, we, we're going to get paid because we did risk our lives for this, but we're not trying to take Advantage. your livelihoods. Yeah. Like, like um, just pay, pay us for the cost. Like, we'll get paid at cost. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I kind of I love the movies. They're great. And I also just finished um, Star Trek Enterprise. Oh, how is that one? Is that the one with um, ooh, the guy from Quantum Leap? Yes. Okay. It's okay. Yeah, I haven't heard I, good I things like... about that one. So it's three seasons. I'd say there's there's it's it's definitely got some good moments. But early on, and, and this is true with pretty much every single show that's ever existed, uh, at least the first half of the first season, it just goes so slow, and you're you're getting introduced to all the characters and stuff, and it's just, it's not great. Oh yeah, people talk mad shit about uh, the first two seasons of Next Generation. Yeah. I mean, season two gets way better, <laughs> but... But yeah, Still gets I, mad I, I shit agree about it. Yeah. Or like the first season of Parks and Rec, everybody's like, you can just skip that one. Yeah. And and to be honest, having tried to watch Parks and Rec, uh yeah, I, I didn't succeed at getting through season one. Yeah, it's it's a it's a rough it's a rough one. <laughs> and I, I hear loads of people talking great things about Parks and Rec, and I'd love to, but uh it's it's hard and i'm not gonna skip that's that's unreasonable yeah like i i still um, watch season one i just won't ever re-watch season one yeah and i i can understand that but like buffy's the same way buffy the vampire slayer season or one is just not good oh disagree i love season one no it's it's not great <laughs> I, um, I i have a um i have a system for telling the the quality of buffy seasons it's that uh okay the the even numbered seasons are all good the bad or the odd numbered seasons are all bad and season one is right in the middle it, it evens things out okay yeah hmm like season i'd have season to go three, back and and re-watch things to to see how how that pans out yeah season three is like um it, it's uh the the snake mayor as the m main bad guy and, and like shitty season okay um season five is uh <laughs> the one that introduced dawn um and ended with buffy's death uh didn't like that one that much had some good good it points but not good yeah i mean because that that one is when spike started becoming uh good yeah um and that's also the season that has like um the body in it the body is like one of the best episodes in buffy um but but as a majority that season's not great uh season seven is when they added like the whole cadre well, yeah. of, of slayers 
or potential slayers yeah. or whatever is bullshit. And, yeah. And I hate the season yeah. finale. I hate the the series finale. I hate it. Um, yeah. Season four, people don't like that much, but I loved it. That was the first college season where they had like the Frankenstein guy and the secret organization under the college. I didn't didn't really like the uh, the initiative or Riley. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. wasn't wasn't a Riley fan. No, nobody's a Riley fan. That's okay. I don't know. I enjoyed that season a lot. Even though it got real dumb sometimes, like the time a uh, beer turned Buffy into like a cave woman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. No, it was it was dumb. It was real dumb. I didn't I didn't like college. But it also um, it also had Hush, which is also one of the best episodes of Buffy. So, um, season one of Enterprise not super great. Like towards the end of it, it's it's pretty good. Uh, and then season two entirely takes place, it, it, like, season two is dark. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's dark. Um. Like, to what level? kind of. What are the themes it's dealing with? So, season two starts out with seven million? I think seven million humans die just instantly on Earth because oh shit, that's the uh, opening of Star Wars. Yeah, an alien race um, uh, named the Zindi came by with a space laser and just tested it on Earth, Uh, and like a lot of the main cast's family died, and so it gets personal. And this is this is before. the uh the federation so it's it's oh shit this Earth is early alone shit. basically yeah this is this is pre-kirk okay so uh earth has allies w- or is allied with vulcans and that's it and and that's it and there's like a tentative agreement with with andorians but it's it's really sketchy on edge like and that's something that they put together through the course of season one. Okay. So even <laughs> season one starts with only the Vulcans, basically. Only the Vulcans, yeah. And and the Vulcans are kind of a powerhouse at this point. And they're different from what you would ever think of Vulcans. Okay. Um, yeah, Super it's Super logic-based Spock types? Yes, but also, like, they're very controlling, I always got that impression from they, them anyway. And they're 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 controlling and kind of uh paranoid. Okay. Yeah, it's weird. And you you find out the reason why uh in season 3. Like season 3 starts off with with you going and fixing the Vulcans. Oh, gross. <laughs> um Hey, did you but ever consider the, they don't need fixing? <laughs> uh, they did. Okay. They, they, yeah, no, they, they definitely did. Um, they, they were about to go start intergalactic war. Uh, <laughs> I guess people need fixing. Yes. Okay. The, the Vulcans were about to start intergalactic war. Whatever you say. <laughs> you, you watch it. You'll, you'll see. Um, 
But yeah, so lots of the the cast's family dies, and they go off hunting. There, there's there's one ship like this. This it follows the Enterprise, but it's the in XO one. It is an experimental ship. Uh-huh. Uh huh. the NX two hasn't been finished yet. <laughs> so they are the only ship that can do anything. So at this point, humans put, are barely spacefaring. Well, they've gone out there, but, like, this is the... Everything else is, like, Warp 2, Warp 3. Uh, the NX-01 is the first Warp 5 ship. So this, like, allows them to go intergalactic? Yeah. Well, yeah, basically. Okay. Uh, uh, Warp 2 and 3 can get you to, like, the the nearest planets, um, the, the nearest solar systems. Fairly quickly. But it takes, like... Five to ten years. Oh, oh, ooh. So, so rough. But, but at this point, like, yeah. <laughs> and there, there's humanity set up trading with other cultures. So, like, it's it's somewhat comparable to a lot of other places. But like the big name groups are all like warp five or warp five plus. Right. Like up five point five or or six. So they're um, speeding around the galaxy. Yeah. Yeah. So, and this is this is the only Earth ship that can keep up. Um, so since it's the only Earth ship ship that can keep up, they they go to like talk to the Zendi and get them to like find out what they were doing and stop it because they found out that this is a test uh, run of the weapon. They intend to come back and destroy Earth. Okay. Um. So they have to go. I thought they and, were just and it's basically it like to see like how it worked and then to use it somewhere else. Nope, nope. They the Zindi intends to eradicate humanity. So then why didn't they and, just and, test it somewhere closer and then come with? Uh, the that's a great real question. Weapon. You should ask them because <laughs> they 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 do end up testing another version because they test it and uh, you know. You would imagine they would test it and then just work, you know, do it. Right. Like, it uh, works. It, ha- it has some problems. <laughs> so, like, they, they shoot it at the Earth and then it overloads and explodes. So, but, like, the one shot kills seven million humans. So, yeah, it's 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 weird because, like, it shows, like, people dealing with having trouble sleeping because they never got to say goodbye to their, their family and dealing with the issues of like we are in this this area that we've never been in and and honestly like the the Vulcans have never explored this this section of space because it's it's a section of space that's unstable the fuck does um, that mean is it like around a neutron star or some shit no it's a it's a really huge area and i could explain why because they do explain why pretty well uh, but it would spoil th- the end of the season. Okay. Um, so, but, like, they, they have to make, like, hard decisions. And, like, we have to find the people who did this so that we can stop them from eradicating our entire species. But do we give up what, you know, we stand for in order to do that? Like, do we stoop to torture? Right. Do we like? How about no? <laughs> and when, when you consider that it's the future of your entire race, 
Uh, I'm still on no. <laughs> if only because but torture that's, isn't that's, effective, but So that's that's it's it's dark. Um okay. but Yeah. Um So did you play Finish anything? watching those? Yes, I did in fact play some video games and uh I forgot to mention this two weeks ago when I played them, so I'll just mention it real quick here. Uh, I played Pokemon Blue and Kirby's Dreamland. A couple of good uh, Game uh, Boy games? How, for the, how do they treat you? The Game Boy. Kirby's Dreamland is not a good Game Boy game. <laughs> <laughs> it's a trash Game Boy game. I am amazed that Kirby survived, because this is the first Kirby game, and it's before Kirby could Kirby. Isn't it a, just a port of um, like the SNES no, game? No, it is... It is the first game. Oh. Kirby's Dream Land for the Game Boy is the first game that Kirby was ever in. I was thinking that, but I was talking to somebody the other day about Kirby and Kirby's Dream Land, and they said that it wasn't, that it was like a, a port of the uh, SNES game. Nope. Well, first of all, it was for the NES. Oh, sh- sure, that's um, what I meant. NES. Yeah. Uh, but no, like, uh, you don't have any powers. You can't obtain powers the, yeah, the you can only eat. thing you can do you is you can suck and then blow it out yep. and you can float yep it sucks <laughs> it sucks bad game and yeah and i also played pokemon blue how'd you um, like that it was it was okay <laughs> what, what what starter did you take um, Bulbasaur. Oh, that's a good choice for your uh, first go at Pokemon Blue. How to how Bulby yeah, treat you? I mean, they're they're the the well rounded type. Yeah. Um, he was okay. I mean, the game doesn't have any strategy outside of gems. Yeah, the AI it, it is, really is just real bad. Uh. Beat things until they die, or you catch them. And even some gyms don't have, in the first generation, some gyms are just not uh, yeah. good. Like, Blaine's I... gym is infamous for uh, his inexplicable use of potions at full health and just allowing his Pokemon to die. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good shit. Uh, <laughs> Cinnabar gym. Yeah, the fire type. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, not... Not a huge fan. Alright, that's fine. I'm not a I'm not a huge fan of Gen 1 Pokemon either, so... It, it, it's real yeah. buggy and glitchy, and like I said, the AI is bad, and it, the leveling is... Bleh. Yeah, I mean, it's just a grind. Yeah. It's... it's it's an old RPG, which means it's just a grind. Yep. Then I also played uh, Golf With Your Friends, which... Uh, I've seen that on the uh, Steam front page recently. Yeah, it's it's fun. Um, it's it's a good golf game. I mean... I, I assume you it's golf got with your friends. Funky physics, like all golf games do. Um, 
uh, uh, funky like the disco queen would like funky yes i i, I would say <laughs> she she she'd be in love with this game okay um but yeah it's got it's got fun courses i mean it's it's mini golf right oh it's so. mini golf it's not golf it's a mini golf correct yeah no this you don't have to like pull out your nine iron uh, i like mini golf yeah, it's it's mini golf. Um, yeah, there's there's loop de loops and cannons. You gotta get it in the cannon, and then it'll you know launch you across the map. And uh, there's there's fun modes where there's like pickups you can grab, like power ups. Uh huh. Um, and that's that's fun because there's. One of the the things you could do is you can have non golf balls. It's like acorns or um, squares, you know, cubes or <laughs> cylinders, and that's what you're hitting around. And it makes it horrible because, <laughs> well, the cylinder likes to go in one direction, and <laughs> right. you needed to go it in another. And acorns just are. Chaos. An obnoxious shape. Chaos. Yeah, they're, they're chaos. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, and then like just cubes just don't want to. I mean, obviously they don't want to roll. Right. So it just lands. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then recently they've because they've part they're they're published by Team Seventeen, who are probably best known for Worms. Oh, I've seen Team Seventeen uh, recently. Ooh, was it? Yeah, they've. Was it Prodigal that had teams? No, it wasn't. Ooh, who did I play a game by recently? Was it Death's Door? I can't remember. I don't. Uh, Greg. Greg. Oh, Greg. Yep, that was the one. Yeah. Yep, by by Team Seventeen. Yep. I knew I'd seen it recently. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I mean, they're they're a big publisher. Yeah. Uh, but they're they're best known for worms, and uh, one of the things they added to golf with your friends is Can you golf uh, the worms? a worms. No, you there's there's a worms uh, map you can play on, and it also has uh, uh, jetpacks, so you can like give your ball a jetpack and like fly with it hacks like you can't yeah <laughs> i mean you still it it still goes in the direction it was pointing in oh you don't but... get to control the jetpack no i'm you 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 get to control the up and down oh okay. but you don't get to control the left the to, direction left to right yeah so you have to launch it in a direction and then you can fly with the jetpack which i mean it's a it's a worm's jetpack so you have limited time but then there's like a space map which has like sucking tubes and alternate gravities and um uh black holes that suck you in and like spit you out in other places teleporters so yeah it's it's a really really fun game i enjoyed it but uh i'm going to uh take a back seat for a while now as you talk about tales of arise yeah okay so before i get into this um I'm going to go ahead and say that we probably won't have a thing of the week this week because this is about to be another, like, big chunk of the episode. 
Tales of Arise. Okay, I'll 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 go get myself a snack. <laughs> okay, so Tales of Arise is a really really good game that has pissed me the fuck off. Um so like the good things about it is that the game is really well written. Um at least if you're not reading the dialogue. Um <laughs> Uh, like, like the, the st- what does that mean? Uh, I'll get to that in a second. <laughs> but the the story itself is um, like it deals with some harsh themes, uh, like particularly like loss and like like the meaning of revenge and hatred and um, okay, yeah, like like it's it's getting really into that in the section where I'm uh playing uh, that i'm going through right now um but like even though this person wronged you horribly and you're still like suffering from the loss like you can't you can't go after them with just pure hatred in your heart like like yeah because you'll regret it later you'll do something that you regret yeah yeah so so that's what's happening right now in the story and um it also deals with the idea that, like, even if somebody isn't doing something for the right reason, if they're still doing the right thing, then, like, they can't they can't eventually find the correct reason. And, and it's, mm-hmm. it's not fair to uh, hold it against them just because their heart wasn't in the right place when they started. Uh, That's fair. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> But it's really embarrassing because the subtitles for the game are all wonky. Um, There's multiple (laughs) instances of the characters saying things and the subtitles saying things differently. Um, There's (sighs) multiple grammar mistakes, just like lost punctuation and shit. They're... There's multiple tense problems where somebody will be speaking in the present tense and the subtitles will be in the past tense or vice versa. Uh. Um, it's it's really bad with the, uh, the subtitles. And they've done like three patches now and none of them have addressed it. And y'all are Namco Bandai. How did this get through QA like this? Like if it was yeah. if this was an indie game, I would not bring this up like at all. But yeah. this is a game that you pay sixty dollars for, <laughs> and it's it's uh it's embarrassing to leave it in that state. Yeah, that really is. Um, the su- the side quest system is a lot better than in um t- previous Tales games. Um, if you go back to, like, the PS3 and earlier era, um, si- side quests will usually just not be flagged for you in any way. A- and at multiple times, you'll have to go back to cities that you have no reason to go back to in order to start a side quest or continue a side quest. And certain points mm-hmm. in the story will, uh, like, cut a side quest off and make it un- incompletable um, with nothing telling you that. 
So there's none of that in this game. And it, it tells you, like, like if you go to the map, there will be a little icon that tells you, like, hey, there's side quests to do back here. The flip side of that is that now all the side quests feel stupid and pointless. Um, it's usually just, uh, <laughs> hey, there's a big monster. Can you kill the big monster for me? Or, hey, I want to make this food. Can you go get the ingredients for me? Or, hey, I'd like to make a thing. Can you go get the materials for me? And, and that's it. Um, Brilliant. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a better side quest system with worse side quests, is what I would say. Uh, it's not a great trade-off. Yeah. The combat is probably just as flowy as the la last couple of PS4 games, uh, Zestiria and Berseria. It's a bit easier uh -huh. to get your head around than Zestiria's combat, but I, I definitely preferred Berseria's to this. Um, mostly because it's really hard to tell what's going on sometimes. There's so many different particle effects and animations and stuff happening on the screen. That <laughs> Rookie mistake! It, it, it gets really hard to tell where the enemy is. <laughs> That's, well, when I say rookie mistake, I, I, I mean it. Like, this is something that was talked about in like my first year at college learning game design. Was yeah. Like, yes. Particle uh, generation is really cool and you could do some really cool things with particle effects, but you need to recognize two things at the beginning. One, it costs a lot uh, from a uh, processing standpoint. And two, they block the screen. Yes. And that's, like, the processing seems to be fine, even on the PS4 version. I'm not experiencing any lag in combat or anything like that. But... Yeah, well, I would assume for a $60 game that it wouldn't have processing issues when you get to combat. Well, but the PS3 version of Zysteria <laughs> had processing issues in cutscenes, so... <laughs> I was a little wary of the PS4 version of a game that was released on PS5. Yeah. yeah, but it doesn't have any any lag in the the combat or anything, so that's good. Okay, but the but yeah, the particle effects really get in the way of s telling where I'm supposed to be hitting sometimes. Um, and oh man, uh, some care. So every character has a, a boost gauge, and when the boost gauge fills, they can do, like, a special thing. So, like, the main character, Alfin, can come in with a, a fire sword and just, like, beat the, beat the shit out of them with the fire sword. Or um, the other, like, major, m like, main character, Shion, can use uh, um, her gun to shoot flying enemies out of the air. And each each of the characters has a thing that they specialize in. Uh, like one of them stops uh, like their enemies that dart around the field and make them hard to hit, and his uh, this guy's boost gauge um, like stops them. Like he he binds them to the to one place for a little while, so you can hit them. Or uh, one guy bursts through people's shields. Or the mage girl steals 
um, enemy arts, like, like the spells that they're trying to cast. The problem is that the game wants you to do this fairly regularly, and the boost gauge just does not fill up fast enough to constantly be using these. Um, okay, which... and there's no way to upgrade that to make it go faster? There is, and that will be talked about in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, um, but, but like, even I have boosted it a little bit, for every character um and it's still like it still takes them longer to load up the boost gauge than it takes for the enemies to break out of whatever they do and then just start darting around the field or having their big shield up or whatever Mm. so it ends up feeling like a whole lot of wasted time yeah um Another thing that they're doing with this game is that they want the combat to be a like a bigger focus and to be like more difficult, I think. And so they've given a cost to using healing arts. So there's no MP really or like like skill points in the way that like you use them and they like they work as MP in that way. Yeah. That there's mm-hmm. nothing like that. So you can cast as many spells as you want to all of the time. Except for okay. except for healing spells. Um because there is oh. a thing called cure points um that are only restored when you rest at an inn or a campfire. Stupid stupid. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so so like if you're That's fighting dumb. if you're fighting around the field, you have to be careful not to like take too much damage or like by the time you reach the boss, maybe you'll be out of cure points. Now, usually this is pointless anyway because there's a uh, uh like HP and CP healer in front of every single boss. So, yeah. It's it's a time waster. It, it's it's just driving you to the campfire. And now here's what I wanted to talk mm. about. Like the big thing, the big one, John. This is the big one. Okay. Fuck this game's DLC. <laughs> That's what I thought you were going to go with cuz you had hit me up earlier this week with like, "Yeah, I I just looked at uh Tales of Arise <laughs> DLC and <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so... So tell me about the Tales of Arise DLC, because I know nothing about it. Okay, so starting with um, Tales of Vesperia on the PS3, they started doing a costume DLC. So Tales has always had costumes in the game, and they're usually unlocked by acquiring special titles or doing certain side quests. And they're like rewards for doing this thing right okay but in vesperia they started just charging straight money for them and they've been doing that ever since and there's usually a few still in the game like uh, palette swaps usually of just the base outfit maybe a maybe a couple of special ones for the main characters but that's about it um (sighs) but but it got really bad with Zestiria and Berseria. Um, 
And this game continued that trend, and, like, I was expecting that. So I went to the DLC to look at, like, hey, maybe I'll get a costume pack. Just because, like... like, one. Yeah. I I enjoyed seeing my characters in different outfits. And at that point, I also had Kisara, whose, like, main outfit was, like, heavy armor. And I, I just wanted something different for her, mainly. Makes sense. Yeah. So imagine my surprise when I get into the DLC and you can buy gold, which is just the in-game currency. You can just buy gold. Um, you can buy straight five levels for your party and straight ten levels. Just add levels onto your party. Just pay money for them. Um, you can buy cooking ingredients you can buy, uh, I mean, there's some packs that include skill points in there, which is what you use to uh, upgrade your abilities and stuff. Um, there's also artifacts. Get this, John. There's artifacts in the DLC that increase the rate of your SP gain and your um, experience gain. All right. Yeah, that that particularly right there is a problem yes um so at this point once you see that you have to ask wait is the reason why gold is so hard to get in this game because they want you spending money to buy a hundred thousand gold yeah is the reason why sp gain is so low during battles and your main way to get it is through side quests because they want you to buy this thing that increases the rate of your SP gain? Is is that why... I, and the answer is yes. The answer is that yeah. even if the answer is no, the answer is still yes. Because once you know that yeah. that exists, then it, even if it's not true that they designed the game that way, it's going to start feeling that way to you. Mm-hmm. Because I'm, I'm, I'm personally not against putting, in general, doing it like this. Because uh, Destiny does a similar thing in that um, there's a season pass, and getting the season pass one gives you access to the seasonal activity and the, the seasonal quests and stuff. Um, but it also gives you access to a uh, 100 level season pass where on each level you get a thing now it's not always something you care about at all um uh but it it is still something that you'll get for each each rank um and uh there's there's some nice things in there as well uh, but, you know, you, if you're playing at all regularly, you're going to get through it. Yeah. No, no, I, I have, I, like I said, it's a hundred level, uh, season pass. If you only do the weekly challenges and that's it, you just jump on and do the weekly challenges, you will get to level 100 just from the XP of that. Like, you don't have to play anything else in the game, and you just do those things, you will get the 100 levels. I get to level 200 plus, 
every single season, just about. Uh, you play again, a lot of the games. It's only the first... The only first hundred is what you get stuff for. But Destiny also recognizes that there are the people that, you know, there there's the uh, dad gamers where they have to take care of their families and they have to go to work and they have to, you know, do all these things. And they don't get a chance to um, sit down and play like I do. Right. And so towards the second half of the, the season they open it and they're like, hey, you can you can spend uh, relatively cheap money and unlock just the levels. Like you'll just you just spend this amount and you just get get the all of the, the season pass open for you. You can just <sighs> click it out. So it's it's there for people or like, hey, I came in, I was on a business trip for the last two months. So now I have you know, a month or less in order to play it. And there's something I really want that's on level 100. But again, if you're playing regularly, you will have no problem at all getting there. Right. Uh, this this is just the sort of thing of like, if you need the help, we don't want to minimize it for the people who are playing. <laughs> um. So we can't just like make it easier because then then it doesn't feel good for me, um, right? Because you know I'm actively playing and getting it, but that way still you can experience it, um, and you know obviously yes, it's it does prey on people who can't play that much. But it's a really, really good midpoint. Like, it's... it's. I'd, I'd say there's nothing wrong with the way that Destiny is doing it. This is different. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, this, is, this is different because this is an experience where it's... it's first of all, it's a single-player experience. Yes. They, they've already screwed that yep. over. Um, <laughs> second of all, like, you're you're trying to increase the size of your game by making it miserable. Like that's that's yeah, and they didn't need to because the game is already fun to play. Like there's yes. a reason it's getting so much attention recently, and that's because it is probably the best designed Tales game yet. And this is really just like like a damper on everything. And, yeah. and it's even and, worse because of that cure point system that I mentioned earlier. So the game dri mm -hmm. drives you to uh, rest at inns and campfires regularly. And every time you go to one of these places, there's a little banner in the corner telling you what you could buy on the DLC Oof. shop. They're really pushing And there's that. a button that goes directly to downloadable content that has an exclamation point on it because you haven't looked at They're everything in there. Really pushing it. Wow. And then they also, when you go to manually, I mean, even when you go to the menu of the game, down at the uh, place where you manually save the game, 
there's an exclamation point there too because what's in that menu also the dlc like it's bad they're really pushing people to go here yeah that's that's so gross yes and it's it, it's awful because these artifacts are things like they're the things that you carry over into a new game plus that give you like um the access to abilities earlier than you would have otherwise because you've played through the game and you've acquired them right but you can just mm -hmm. buy these which means that if you don't buy them you don't have access to those skills on a new game plus yeah so yeah it's it's really mm. fucked up um yeah so like th this is one of those games where i'm going to say like even though i'm enjoying it so much um it's gross and it's disgusting and when uh the year end um episode comes around and we're talking about our favorite games of the year this one will not this, be on this my isn't list. going to be it no <laughs> Yeah, this one this one is excluded the, from the list because of this system. Now, what if they fix the DLC? What if they they come out and they're like, yeah, uh, there there's a zero percent chance of this. But I'm I'm just big big what if re here. What if they came out and said, yeah, we fucked up with the DLC. This was this was a mistake, and we're sorry. And they give everyone the artifact, or they they make a new little side quest in the game that you know shits on themselves, and you get the artifact, and they take all the guild and stuff out of it. They would need to genuinely apologize for what they did, not one of those like mealy mouthed act of blizzard apologies. Yeah, um, they would need to take all of the um, gold purchases, the artifact purchases. And the uh, S uh, the skill point purchase out of it, um, and they would need to refund everybody who spent money on that. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, that that's what it would take. That's what it would take for it to make okay. that list. And they're not going to do that. No, no. Like I said, that's there's a zero percent chance of it. But but that's what it would. If if they did that, it would go back on the yeah. list. If they okay. completely went back on this bullshit. <laughs> okay. Well, let's move on to Game Facts. Oh, you weren't going to talk about Destiny 2? Ah, uh, we've talked enough about games. Okay. All right, Game Facts. This week, we're talking about Marble Madness. Did you just say we've talked enough about games? Yes. On our video game <laughs> podcast? Correct. In which we already spent, like, more than half an hour talking about movies and TV shows? <laughs> you dick. <laughs> Marble Madness is a puzzle arcade game designed by Mark Cerny for Atari in Midway, in which you guide a marble through six courses within a time limit. Uh, do we do we know Mark Cerny for anything else? Hey, Wombat, if the person 
has anything noteworthy about him, <laughs> there will be a fact about it. Okay. Hey, I just, I, you know, we read, we read these facts, and I go in blind, so I don't know what the other facts are, uh-huh. and I'm supposed to be, like, asking you questions about what's being said here. Um, I mean, these are facts. These are facts. Um, what's the, what's the time limit, usually? Uh, I don't know, okay. actually. Uh, let me, let me get with, um, Archimedes, and I will come back to you with that. Okay. Uh, this was the first game to feature true stereo sound, and each level had its own distinct soundtrack. For the later ports, the stereo sound unfortunately was only ported to a couple of systems. Wow, the the first game with stereo sound. Yep, true stereo. Uh, there is there's like artificial stereo before then, but this is what's artificial this is stereo? The, they uh, pretend. Okay. <laughs> like they they mimic what stereo would be, but that it's not actually. Oh, isn't it? Wasn't like actually recorded in stereo. They're just like putting yeah. it through stereo. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, of these ports in the Atari computer, Commodore, Apple, and PC versions, there was a secret level that required you getting to a certain place at a specific time, which contained many difficult challenges such as moving platforms and rivers, and can only be completed in two-player mode since it requires cooperative play. Jesus! Yep. That's obnoxious. (laughs) And what did the secret level do for you? It's just, you just play I mean, it. It's just, a, just done. Yeah, you just play it. Okay. Uh, alongside Centipede and Missile Command, it was one of the more popular arcade games to use a trackball. Although in most ports, it used an analog stick, which never performed as well. A trackball is one of those like little balls that you move around, right? Yeah. I didn't know that many games used that. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, they used to have... I mean, because they, they, of course, had them f- mice versions of them. Uh, right. But there, there were games for the PC that required the trackball as well. Wow. And, unfortunately, I cannot find a actual number for the time limit uh i would have to start up the game and see what it gave me that's okay we'll just play it one day and we'll 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 talk about it then definitely you're right (laughs) missile command is interestingly the most accurate to life use of a trackball as the input system was invented for radar plotting in world war ii the first standard-use military implementation actually used a five-pin bowling ball as the roller. A five-pin <laughs> bowling ball? What does that mean? So, do you, so most bowling is ten-pin. Uh-huh. M- most bowling that people are aware of. But there's also five-pin bowling. I had no idea. And it uses, it uses a different bowling ball that uh, doesn't have holes in it. No finger holes. Oh. Uh, because it's it's about hand sized. It's uh, usually about five inch diameter, three to four pounds. Okay. Yeah, I've never seen five pin bowling anywhere. Yeah, uh, the I think the pins are like twenty five percent the size of a 
Oh, they're tiny. Uh, a regular, yeah. <laughs> and I'm guessing you're not rolling the ball this far, then. Correct, yeah. Yeah, okay. But yeah, like, uh, they used a bowling ball as the roller. <laughs> for the radar plotting or I for mean, missile command? F- for the radar plotting. Okay. I mean, that's a, that's a four-pound, five-inch ball. That you're just rolling around. Yep. Okay. I mean, listen, shit was rough in World War Two. <laughs> it was. <laughs> I guess the best way of describing, because I doubt many of the newer generations would know what a rollerball is, uh, what, what a trackball, uh, and unfortunately, the best way of describing it also doesn't help them, because I was going to suggest turn over a mouse and then, you know, the little ball there, it's basically a mouse where instead of that's on the bottom, it's on the top. But nobody has trackball mice no. anymore either. <laughs> we all have laser so. <laughs> Yeah. Or optical. Optical's better. I don't know what mine is. You know what? It must be optical because I don't see a laser. Yeah. There, if there's no red laser shooting out the bottom, then it's an optical yeah. mouse, which is better. Either way, like, we're, we're long past trackball mice i miss them though i miss being able to like get like watch a movie on my tv on my computer and like flip over the mouse take out the little trackball and like fiddle with it i mean you could do you could just buy a trackball mouse i could they still make them (laughs) not really actually you could buy a used one for two dollars on ebay there you go (laughs) Or just go by your nearest thrift store. I'm sure they have a whole box of them. <laughs> uh, speaking uh, of old era computing, the graphics for Marble Madness were created using the Picture Processing System, which was a $250,000 adjusted for inflation computer that took up a small room and anything more than horizontal or vertical lines had to be drawn manually. And uh, just so you understand, Marble Madness is a game set in the isometric perspective. So you're looking down at it from a little bit of an angle? Yeah, you're looking at it from a diagonal point of view. (laughs) Everything is diagonal. Um. There are no horizontal lines. (laughs) There are vertical lines. There are some vertical lines, but... Everything is diagonal. So they had to draw fucking everything. Why did they use Correct. this computer? Uh, I mean, it was the most powerful thing at the time. <laughs> We've come so far because, like, I'm sure that that computer doesn't process any better than the laptop people have sitting. Like, I I'm certain my phone has better processing right? power, and my phone is a piece of crap. <laughs> Like a, a flip phone probably did better than this shit. Probably. <laughs> like, when did this game come out? Uh, 1984, Oof. I want to say. So um, this is pre-Nintendo. Yeah, 1984. Okay. Mark Cerny went on to help develop a bunch of no-name games for PlayStation, including Crash Bandicoot, 
Spyro the Dragon, Jack and Daxter the Precursor Legacy, Ratchet and Clank, Uncharted Drake's Fortune, and many others, heading up development for his best-known series, Knack. <laughs> Did he... Oh, so, uh, one other so thing So he founded I, I Insomniac? Is that what you're saying? No. Uh, so, uh... He worked for Universal Interactive Studios, which was a sort of like a publisher within uh, Universal. Okay. And they worked alongside Naughty Dog. Oh, that's the one I meant. Insomniac. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, both of them, Naughty Dog and Insomniac. All right. And also, fuck you for Um, saying best known series Knack. Nobody gives a shit about Knack. Who the fuck knows what Knack is? Um, I I did miss one thing. Um, uh, he, uh, throwback to a former game. He was a programmer on California. Games. Oh shit! Mm-hmm. Man, that's been a while since we talked about California games. Yeah, and also some other garbage like Sonic the Hedgehog. 2. Oh, wait, and we talked about David Weiss in the last episode. Yeah. God of War 3. You should pick another game that had, like, a a California Games collaborator next week. Death Stranding or Marvel's Spider-Man, Miles Morales, you know, nothing. Nothing games. Nobody's ever heard of Death Stranding. Come on. No, no, no. Who made that? I mean, this, this, Mark, Mark Cerny is the Marvel Madness California Games and Knack <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Um, the Black Steely was an AI enemy marble that tried to bump you off and was renamed the N-Team Destructo Black Marble and sent to capture Captain N at Marblopolis Studio, Studio World fairly successfully. The return of Captain yeah. N. It's back. <laughs> you finally got to another one. You you took a break for like two or three episodes, and now it's right back to it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, when it when it ties in, I've gotta gotta talk about it. Uh, um. So successful is a word that means that you you were successful. Um. You are yeah. are you. Uh, what does fairly successful mean? Because he either captured Captain N or he didn't capture Captain N. He captured Captain N. He just didn't capture Kid Icarus. Kid Icarus managed to to escape being captured. Oh, and is Kid and Icarus then, like the sidekick for Captain N? One of. I mean, it's it's Captain N, um, Simon Belmont, uh... I forget the princess's name. It's like Princess Lara or is something. Is this Kid Icarus or is this um, Kid? No, this is Kid Icarus. Okay. Um, Mega Man. Uh, and uh, Game Boy, which is just a Game it's Boy. It's just a Game Boy. <laughs> yeah, a sentient but it's Game alive. Boy. Yes. Okay. You know what? You do, you Captain N. <laughs> So I guess Kid Icarus went uh, and saved Captain N. Correct. With some help from a uh, a non 
team in team character who we will not talk about until the very end of season one of glowing weak point i'm holding him as a uh uh an ace in the hole okay i mean uh Mm-hmm. I thought our end was going to be the uh, the year end list, but, so I guess you'll have to do it like a little bit before the the end. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I guess our last game facts for the uh, the the the, the for, season for season one, yeah. You'll be talking about that guy. Mm-hmm. Whenever that happens. So, uh, so this is his name is Kid Icarus. Is it just yes. Kit that they're giving the wrong name? Correct. Okay. <laughs> well, because I don't think in Kid Icarus they ever talked about Pit. I think I, I don't think it's in the game, but I'm pretty sure it is in the instruction booklet that they give his name as Pit. Uh, let me see. Kid Icarus manual. But, like, I'm pretty sure his name's been Pit for forever. Ah, uh, you're right. It is yep. Pit. So they they just fall for the same uh, trick everybody else for fell for, and uh, didn't do their research. Good job, people at Captain N. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh. but uh, there we go. That was game facts. That was game facts, and. We're not doing a thing of the week, right? No, they, uh, I'd like okay. more time. So uh, that's yeah. fine. That's fine. We can we can do a, a shorter episode this week. Um. So, uh, yeah. Thanks everyone for watching. Come back next time when we'll talk about character progression again. Yep. Um Because I mean, we still have two getting... episodes left in this, or one episode left in this month. So I mean, everything fits in fairly well. Yeah. Cause, yeah, because because we'll do that, and then next week, next week we'll talk about the uh, upcoming book, yep. so that you can you can go and snag that if you want to. You that should. We're both so excited um, for, it, and everybody should read. It. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So so we'll talk about the the new book next week, and uh, come back at the beginning of October with it. Um. Hey, share this with someone who you remember who's old enough to play marbles okay um and all of the have you you ever played marbles um i don't think i've ever played the game of marbles i've had marbles i i've also had marbles i lost them all Um, i mean same or i just got rid of them because i was like (laughs) these are dumb and i keep stepping on them yeah Yeah. (laughs) uh but no, I don't think I've ever I've, played I've, a game of marbles. <laughs> I've also never played a game of marbles. I have watched people play a game of marbles. It was at a it was at a Cub Scouts thing, and they were getting their marbles uh, belt loop, which is the the basically like Boy Scout patches, right? Uh, mer- but belt loops. They were stupid. I did like one of them, and I didn't care. <laughs> um, but yeah, they they were trying to get their marbles one, so I watched them play and was like, "This game looks stupid." <laughs> um, get them. So yeah, 
Yeah, uh, share this with someone who's old enough to, to have played marbles, or to know what marbles are. Yeah. I mean, not, like, marbles, but the, the and, game. Uh, the... Hey, what, what are you looking forward to for next uh, week? Ooh. Hmm. What am I looking forward to next? You know what? Um, even though I'm not done with Tales of Arise yet, I'm probably going to dip into Eastward, which is the, uh, the new game by the creator of Stardew Valley. Okay. Yeah. Eastward. Yep. It just came out this week. Is it by Concerned Ape or is it by Um Oh, I thought it was by the guy who made a uh, Stardew Valley? No, it's published by Chucklefish. It's it's not by Concerned Ape. Okay. Yeah. Everyone I don't know how like <laughs> I've seen multiple people so, say this was by the guy who made Stardew Valley. Yeah, that's because everyone goes, "Oh, Chucklefish, they do Stardew Valley." No, they published Stardew Valley. They've made right. They I think only one game. They publish a whole bunch of shit. Yeah, they they made Starbound, and that was cool. Like Starbound's a, a fun little game, but they publish a bunch of really good games. But no, they're just the people that make <laughs> Stardew Valley, okay. even though they didn't make Stardew Valley. Right. Okay. That's Concerned Ape. Yep, it is Concerned Ape. I don't know. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, I don't know how I got that wrong. Because but... <laughs> everyone gets that right, wrong. Right, and I... I've, I've heard... I've heard, like, a dozen people in my lifetime say, oh, this game was made by uh, the guy who did Stardew Valley. And I was like, no, it wasn't, because the guy who's made Stardew Valley has only made Stardew Valley. I know that he is working on other stuff. (laughs) Yeah, but, I mean, even still, he's mostly working on Stardew Valley, because he's trying to, like, make it the best game ever. Yeah. He's doing a damn good job. I mean, it, that but, beach farm, like, um, Jesus, so good. I haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> but, like, all the all the games that Chucklefish publishes are, are like, really good-looking, really clean-looking, and I want to play them all, but they cost yeah, money, and I don't have time. Eastward's like, a, like an Earthbound-esque kind of game. Yeah. yeah. So... Then they've got Pathway, which is a um, strategy RPG. Um, yeah, like like a better Fire Emblem. Time Spinner uh, and Starmancer. Those are pretty good games. Yeah, Time Spinner is a uh, metro. Uh, yeah, it's a Castlevania like. Yep. Um, yeah. They, I mean, they they make good games. Yeah. Witchbrook, which is Stardew Valley, but witchy. Oh yeah, I've been I've been waiting for Witchbrook to come out. Yeah, I'm I'm also. It's a magical school and town life simulator. Yep. It's Stardew Valley, but you're at a school. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Uh, the, yeah, there's a lot I, of Stardew Valley-esque games I'm waiting to uh, come out. There's one called uh, mm-hmm. Fis- Fields of Mystria that I've been following, too. 
Yeah, okay. It's really interesting. Don't know that one. And then there's one called Sunhaven that's in like early access, but I'm I'm over getting games in early access. I uh, <laughs> I wait for things to officially release now. That's fair. Yeah. Oh, S- Sunhaven looks nice. It's a uh, outdoor furniture manufacturing company and brand based in Los Angeles, California. Okay. <laughs> oh, different Sunhaven. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Hey, uh, don't forget to uh, check us out on Instagram or something. All our um, links are in the description. Yeah. Uh, I posted a picture of my kitchen. Okay. Um, cool. Yeah. Well, the, the new addition, yeah. I guess. Yeah, the, uh, the remodeled yeah. kitchen. Yep. And uh, what should we post there this week? I wonder if I can find a picture of the picture processing system. I mean, that'd be cool. It would be cool. Uh, I bet I can't. Um, I'll post a picture of our uh, ne- next month's book, but with my hand covering the entirety of it, so nobody can tell what it is. Ooh, ooh! You should do that. <laughs> you should definitely. Do that. <laughs> hey, look at. <clears throat> if you can guess what the book is, um, uh, we'll do something. Right. I don't know what. Email we'll do. us. Uh, like once I put that picture up, you can uh, email us at. at well, uh, just just comment directly on the post. Oh yeah, that too. Um, just comment on the Instagram if, post. If, what you think the if book you can is. guess what it is before the next week and we finally announce what it is uh we will immediately go on and do book three okay oh you just that's, fucked I, up. I think that's fair how oh no no because th- th- we've yeah okay. this we, <laughs> i mean you did just admit we've that done it's multiple a, books you, you did just admit that it's a sequel though so it's definitely one of the ones i, I had I admitted it was a sequel previously. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah. okay. I I said it was book All two. All right. So yeah, if you can guess which one it is, just based on like the little bit you get from uh, the picture with my hand over it, <laughs> then we'll immediately go on and do do book three, which will be great. Yeah. Like the very next episode, or or like next month. <laughs> no, next month. Okay. I'd I'd say next month. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'll I'll go and get the I'll go and get the third book now. <laughs> I mean, I probably will. <laughs> um. All right. Well, that's it. We've we've drawn this on yeah, long enough. Yeah, we've sticked around for uh, long enough. We certainly have. (laughs) Uh, Thanks, everyone, for coming. We'll see you next time. Goodbye.